0: Shalom to all. Today's office is Yushalmi Pe'ah Daf Lamad Aleph. We are starting at the top of the Amud with Halakha Vav and the villain's first is Tessayan Omen Bays, and today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Maris Miriam Sarabas, Biakav Myshe, Her Nishama should have an Oliya. Halachavov says as follows, the Mishnah tells us, Rabbi Yezra, I'm Rabbi Yezra, says, Land the size of a Ravah is Chayavan Pe'ah. How much is the size of a That's about 10 by 10 Amas. This is the amount one can plant a quarter of a cob of seed in. A piece of land this size is Chayavan Pe'ah. Rabbi Shu, I'm Rabbi Shua says, The land has to be able to produce two saw of grain in order to be having payoff. Rab Tarfan says she shall a patch of land which is six by six tefachim is chayven peah. Whereas Rabbi Shubin Biseyra, he says k'dey l'ktav the land only has to be the size that it grows enough grain for him to harvest and then harvest again. And we're going to explain what that means in the Gemara. And malacha Kidvarv the The Gemara now tells us my time is Rabbi Leizer. What's Rabbi Leizer's reasoning? Where does he get his opinion from? As because nemar kan sadcha it says over here by peah the word sadcha your field sadcha it says by the isra of Kilaim, sadcha your field the puzzle says don't plant your field with kilayim. and so we learn one from the other masad khushnamla base riva just like the field over there by kilayim, is a base riva which means in order for us not to have kilayim in a field we have to separate two separate species by a base riva so we see that a field is considered a base riva afkan base riva so to over here a field for the khibapel is a base riva now my time is Rabbi Shua. What about Rabbi Shua? He says it has to produce sasayim to saa. So that's because number sadcha. It says over here your field by peah, but it says over there by shechcha. There's to oimer basade, and you forget an oimer in the field, a bundle in the field. So masah the shenem alon shtayim afkan shtayim. Just like over there, it's referring to two. So two over here is referring to two. Now what's that talking about? So pasuk says to oimer If you're harvesting your field and you forget a bundle in the field, you have to leave it over for the ani. However, later on we're going to learn that that only applies to a bundle that's less. Than two saw of grain. But if we have a bundle that was forgotten, and that bundle is massive, it's two full saw of grain. So that's not considered an oimer, that's considered a sadeh. It doesn't say vishachth sade basade, it says vishachto oimer basade. So we see that something which is two saw is considered a field. Hence a field has to be able to produce two saw in order to be chayv in peah. Now my time is Rib Tarfin, what about Rib Tarfin? He says that the chief of peah is on a piece of land that's six by six Fahim. That's because she shisha me'aruga. He learned six by six from an aruga. We're gonna be learning Mishnah Mesacha's that a person can plant five different species in a patch of ground that's six by six tefachim. If it's less than six by six tefachim, he can't plant five different species. So we see that six by six is considered chashuv. Now we had said that Rabbi Shulam and B'sera could they look to vlishnois and the is like him. Now the Gemara asks, Ma? What's the understanding of Rabbi Shulam and B'sera? Kadercha k'derek hakaytzrim ayafilu kalshehu? Are we talking about harvesting like harvesters harvest, or even just a harvest of a kalshehu? Now how do harvesters harvest? So they grab a whole bunch of grain in one hand, and then they take the knife or the sickle with their other hand, and cut that bunch of grain that they're holding. So if that's the way to understand Rameshu so it means that there would have to be two handfuls of grain growing in this patch of land. Or if it's a Kal that means there only has to be a tiny bit of grain growing here, not two handfuls. So the Gemara answers from that which it says in the Pasuk, which the harvester cannot fill his palm, nor the bundler his apron. And this Pasuk can tell him, is cursing Roshayim, that they're not going to be able to harvest properly. Now what do we see from here? The Pasuk's telling us K'Tzir kedar K'Tzir and when we talk about katsira, it refers to the normal way of harvesting like harvester's harvest, which is filling their palm. As the Pasuk says, shloi milei that the katsir can't fill his palm. Therefore, it must be that according to Rebushu of the size of land that's chayvim has to be able to produce two handfuls of grain. And moving on to Halacha Zayin, the Mishnah tells us, Kiva, and Kiva says, karka Even the smallest bit of karka is chayvim And that's way less than everything that we were talking about before. Now, once we're talking about karka kolshuhu, we have a number of other things that karka kolshuhu, the tiny. Is relevant for. Uba Bikurim and for Bikurim. The so person has the tiniest bit of land that has one of the Shivas Aminim growing on it, so he's Chav and prosbol And to write a Prozbol on it. What's a prosbol? So we know that at the end of shmita, all loans are cancelled. That's called Hashmatas Ksafim. However, because of this, people stopped lending money, and there's a Chiv in the Torah to lend money. So a Takana was created called a prosbol, in which a person gives over all of their loans. To Bezden, and that prevents Hashmatas Ksafim. And even after Shmita, a person is able to collect that money that's owed to him. But the only way the prosbul works is if the person has land. So what we're saying is that if a person has even Karka Kolshu, the principle would work. Furthermore, the Mishnah says a person could also be On karka kol Now, what does that mean? There is nechasim sheyesh l'hemachrayes and nechasim she'el l'hemachrayes. We're not going to get into all the fine details now, but karka land is called nechasim sheyesh l'hemachrayes, and other things like movable objects are called nechasim she'el l'hemachrayes. Now, let's say a person is buying a piece of property and a car. So the property is nechasim sheyesh l'hemachrayes, the car is nechasim she'el l'hemachrayes. Now, the moment he makes a kinyan on the land, he automatically is kainah the car, and that's what the Mishnah is saying. As long as a person has karka Kalshahu, the tiniest bit of land, so. now, how is it that he's being kind of that land? That's what the Mishnah says. But either with money or B'Shtar, it could be written in a document, or B'chazaka, he can make a Chazaka in the land, however one would make a Chazaka in the land. Laman on top of the Mishnah continues. Let's say a person wrote over all of his Nechasim as a Shchiv What's a Shchiv Meira? This is a person who's on his deathbed, and he thinks he's about to die. So he writes in a Shtar, I hereby give all my property to my best friend. But then a miracle happens, and he gets healed. So the question is, does he still have to give his property to his best friend. So sheir karka shahu. If he had left over even the tiniest bit of karka for himself, matnasa kayemes, then it is a valid matono. That's because by leaving over a little bit of karka for himself, he clearly shows that he wants to give all the remainder of his karka to his best friend, regardless of whether or not he's going to die. Because if he really thought he was going to die, then he wouldn't have left anything over. And that's what the Mishnah says: loy sheir karka shihu, If he didn't leave any karka over, he gave every drop of his property over to his best friend im anasa kayemes. So now when it turns Turns out that he didn't die. We're going to say that it's not a valid matana because it's obvious that the only reason why he had written all of his property over to his best friend is because he thought he was going to die. He didn't even leave the tiniest bit over for himself. And since he didn't die, he gets to keep it for himself. And lastly, where is Karkakolshu relevant? If a person writes over all of his nechassim to his children, the kasev leishda and he wrote that he's going to give to his wife even the smallest bit of property. So in such a case, if she agreed to this, ibd ksubasa, she loses her ksuba. Even if that amount of the property that was left over for her is way less than her ksuba. Now basically um, comments on this and says that in Kibba if she accepted this arrangement upon herself, even if he didn't write anything for her, if the Ksuba she still loses her ksuba, and the Gemara were going to discuss this. But now going back to the beginning of this Mishnah, the Gemara says, Rikiva Emir, um, Bikiva says, Karka koshu that even the smallest bit of karka is haiv and Now if Imi b'shem 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 ben Lakish Bai asks the following question: Haga atzmecha, think about it for yourself. Shaya in this tiny Little piece of property, there's one stalk of grain growing. While Well, Kotsar, before he harvests that stalk of grain in Kan chiv. there's no Chivah Pe'ah, because we know the Chivah Pe'ah only kicks in once the harvest starts. But Misha Katzar, once he harvests that stalk of grain in Kanshir, so now there's nothing left over that could be Pe'ah. So, how could a say that the tiniest bit of Karka is Chiv in Pe'ah? There's no practical application of this halacha. So, here we have an answer to this with Chananya says, This could be explained as talking about the following case, where there was one stalk of grain growing and there was five ears growing out of it. Maybe it was a genetically mutated stalk of grain that didn't just have one ear growing out of it, it had five ears. So over here, we found an application of Rebbe Kiva's halacha. He didn't cut the whole stalk at once, he cut one ear off. Now, by cutting one ear off, the Chiva kicks in, and he would have to leave Peah from one of the remaining ears. Now, Rebamana by asked the following question, blessed on Amrin, don't we say that even the smallest bit of standing grain is in other words, why are we talking about land at all? Doesn't make a difference if a person has land or doesn't have land to be chayv and peah. Even if you don't own land, if you buy grain that's standing there in the field and you're the one to harvest it, even though you don't own the field, you're still chayv and peah. So why are we talking about the size of the land? So the Gemara says, you're right, el begin to bikurim, since the Mishnah had taught bikurim, and bikurim does have to do with owning land, as the Pesach says, so it has to be your land in order for you to be chayv and bikurim. So we also mentioned land when talking about the chiv of payah. But you're right, the chiv of payah is not connected to the Land. Now, something similar, Tani, we have a b'raisa that adds on another thing to our Mishnah, If a person has even Karka Kalshu, so he's chai in Re which is going up to the base of Mikdosh by the Shalashrigalim. And Rabbi Besie says, Bishem Rebechon, the same thing, Misha in Karka. If a person doesn't have any land, so he's potter from he does not have to go up to the base of Mikdash by the Shalash Rigalim. Now if Mona Bay or if mon asks the following question, Volamolin and amrin, why don't we say that Misha in le karka? someone who doesn't have Karka, he's Potter from Vidoy What's Vidoy Maestras? So, at two points in time throughout the Shemitah cycle, a person has to say a certain Nusach called Vidoy Maestras, stating that he gave all the necessary Maestras that he had to. So, if a person doesn't have land, why don't we say that he's Potter from Vidoy Why is that? Because the Pasuk says, and the land that you gave us, that's part of Vidoy Maestras. Well, if he doesn't have land, so he should be Potter from Vidoy And we don't say that. Why isn't this listed in the Brysa or in the Mishnah? So the Gemara doesn't answer why it's not listed in the Brays of the Mishnah, but it tells us what the Pesach Halacha is. Rabbi Yisrael Abun, B'shem Rabbechanon Omar. Rabbi Yisrael Abun said the name Shmua Shmu'asakain. This is the Shmua, This is the teaching. This is accepted. Misha ein lekar kapatim in Someone that does not have land is potter from Vidui ma'isres. The Chasid says in the Pesach adama And the ground that you have given us. And if the person doesn't have ground, he doesn't have adama, so he's Potter from Vidui ma'isres. But now going back to talking about Ray what's the source for this Halacha that if a person does not have land, he's potter from Ray So basically. Levi, because it says in the Pasuk, Velo ishes then no one will covet your land. The Is telling us you don't have to worry. Be a Regal by the Shalash Rigalim. And even though you're leaving your property and you're leaving your home and you're leaving all your possessions, no one's gonna covet them. Hashem's taking care of you. Now that implies that only a person who has Land has a chiva of But if he doesn't have land, he doesn't have a chiva of We're gonna stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with a number of stories talking about people who left their homes to be Euler Regal and what happened to their property. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.